Welcome, everybody, to Common Sense Christianity. I'm your host, Ethan Foster, here today with another episode. God bless you guys. I hope everyone is doing well and is in good mind and in health. Uh, to start off today, I wanted to talk about reasons that we might believe the gospel. Now, this isn't an apologetic argument. It's not uh, meant to convince you of it, but there, there's some things that I've listed here in my mind, at least, uh, of why Christians believe the gospel. Firstly, I would associate it with faith. They're, they're raised to believe it, and so they have faith in it. They have faith in their parents. They have trust in their communities. Um, and we can separate these into different categories, which we will, but I, I want to talk about it for a sec. So if you were raised to believe something, then you're most likely going to carry that forth. Now, this becomes less and less true as the generations per uh continue to grow, especially in my generation, we uh, try and explore for ourselves what may be true. We we want to look and see what works for us, which is a bit different than what has happened. A lot of times with uh, religion, it's determined by your cultural background. Uh, certain countries only have one state religion. If you go over to the Middle East, it's quite like this, or, or even in America back in the day, it was unpopular to not be Christian and not and be a particular type of Christian. Uh, uh, it was unpopular to be anything other than a Protestant Christian. And yet nowadays we have people continuing to explore uh, different worldviews, which is quite fascinating to me. But that would be my first point. People believe, um, quote unquote, the gospel because they were raised in it. Secondly, would uh, and I know I said this as a first point, but I'm going to throw it into its own category. It would be faith. People have faith in the gospel. Well, what does that mean? Well, Hebrews describes it uh, faith as the essence of things hoped for, the uh, the evidence of things not seen, right? So it's not just it's not a blind faith that uh, that Hebrew the writer of Hebrews is meaning. And it's meaning that we we have reason to believe now. We have hope for things of the future. We have seen Christ raised from the dead, or we've seen the risen Christ. We have seen how he's changed our lives. So we have faith in his future coming. We have faith that we are saved in him. We have faith that he is God in flesh, right? Uh, so it's the evidence of the things that we cannot see, and it shows our continual hope. Now, then there's uh, what some may call the intellectual Christians, right? And they believe it purely on evidence, right? Uh, you can take the teleological and cosmological arguments that that God um, designed the universe, right? We know this through our scientific studies. And then you look at the historical evidence, the embarrassing stories, the, the death of the disciples and all these things. And we believe it based off of the circumstantial or proof of of the bible uh, of god existing and whatnot a lot of christians are taking this approach because what we have now is atheists making an intellectual argument against christianity and so the christians respond with a purely intellectual argument against atheism and against all other religions it's it's a reactionary uh thing and this uh, is continuing to grow mo more common. Something that I think we should realize from this is that all three of the things I've listed 
in their various forms, specifically, are wrong individually. But when they're together, particularly the faith and the evidence stuff, they work in harmony. And you come up with a solid foundation for salvation, right? Of belief in salvation, of belief in God, of belief in the afterlife, and having hope uh, in Jesus, I've had to do a lot of thinking over the past year uh, in terms of why I believe the gospel. Not that I doubt it, but what is the best reason to say I believe this? Because for years, I would argue with people based off of evidence alone. And you know how many people believed in what I was saying? Very few. Even You can have all the arguments in the world. You can have all the facts. You can have all the logic. You can be intellectual about it, eloquent even. But people will still not be convinced as to what you're saying. Because at the end of the day, it is the heart of people that must be changed. And the heart directly changes the mind. But the heart is always what stops us. Intellectualism will never convince people of the gospel. Intellectualism will never uh, change someone's heart. Remember in John chapter 3 when Nicodemus went to Jesus, said, what must someone do to be in the kingdom of God? And Jesus said, you must be born again. Oops, I dropped something. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but you must be born again, right? Uh, what does that mean? Well, Paul describes it as you becoming a new creature. You can't do that intellectually. Because as as humans, as men and women in a fallen world, we are ultimately evil. When you go down to the bare bones of us, we are selfish pricks. And that is not of God. God is love. So true sanctification of a Christian is a person who loves perfectly, right? But we can't do that. So our heart has to change. I can sit here and quote every scripture and not be a Christian. You can see this with uh, people like the pilgrims and the Puritans, right? They knew the scripture. They may have even lived holy lives. But many of them were not Christians. Because at the end of the day, they hated their neighbor. They didn't express love. They were not born again. See, the type of Christianity you get off of a pure evidence level or purely raised up a certain way without being born again is a Christianity you see of the Catholics that did the Inquisition and did the um, the Crusades or the Calvinists that, were, that emigrated over here and set up communities and did the Salem Witch Trials or many other forms of Christians today, the Westboro Baptists. They, they know Christ intellectually. They can describe the Trinity. They can describe every doctrine out there. They can quote probably 90% of the Bible, but they have not been born again. And so that's where the faith comes in, right? I have faith in Jesus because of how he has changed my life. Not changed my life in terms of something benefiting me. He literally made me a new person. That I hate the things that God hates now. 
and I want to lay down my life in pursuit of Christ. It's a change of heart. That's why you can, as Paul describes in Romans 4, you can do no good works, but yet if you have true saving faith in Christ, you will be saved. That's why Paul says that, because it is Christ literally making you a new creature. So it's not the works. It's not, I'm going to still sin after I'm saved. We all are. We're fallen men. But it is a fact that we have been born again, that we are now saved. And so I think the greatest evidence, the greatest reason to believe in the gospel is because how God does a supernatural work in people and makes them a new creature, makes them a new being. It gives them a new heart, a new mind, and shows them the new heaven and the new earth. And praise God for it. Because if it if it were up to us, we would never get anywhere. So don't have faith in yourselves. Put your faith in Christ. Use all the things, all the strategies, all the all the arguments, all the ways of showing people the gospel. Use them together. Don't let them combat each other. And don't lean into one strategy over the other. Use all of them and let the fullness of Christ dwell in us, especially when we are preaching the good news of the coming of our Savior Christ Jesus. We will see you here next Wednesday. This is Common Sense Christianity.